Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, a podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat to creatives from behind the scenes in theatre. And on this week's episode, we have Max Wilkinson joining me, who is the writer of Raina, currently being performed at the Arcola Outside in London. I had a chance to watch this production shortly before interviewing Max, so we actually get to talk a little bit more about my feelings towards the show in this interview. And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So let's get on with the show. Hello, Max, and welcome to the Stage of Place. How are you doing today? Good. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Max, for coming on. We're talking today about your production of Raina, which is back at the Arcola Theatre, at the Arcola Outside, after first premiering last year. You've just had your press night recently, so let's talk about how the run's been going so far for you this time around at the Arcola. Yeah, it's really really good, because we did it back in October for a week in the Arcola's outside space. So the Arcola have built this new space because of COVID, COVID and the pandemic, it feels like a huge tent, really, like a festival space. And it's really lovely. And we really love the space. So it's very ventilated and stuff like that. You can, it's partly open. But we did it back in October and it was freezing and people came and then started getting really cold, which yeah. was okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of added to it. But anyway, now it's a lot nicer, the atmosphere in terms of warmth. So you won't be cold. And it's got a really nice effect because the sun's sort of going down as the play progresses. Yeah. And it's based over kind of nights as Raina, the character, kind of rides around delivering. And stuff. So, yeah, it's it's really nice. And the play is set in summer and I wrote it like it was coming out of the pandemic. And I wanted something that was sort of celebrating the city and people and community after all the sort of time away from that. So I think it's it's perfectly timed, luckily, this run, I hope. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really excited because we're going to talk more about Raina in a bit. But what I also wanted to do was ask you a little bit about you as a writer and ask you how you actually got involved in writing to begin with. And were you specifically writing for theatre or have you ever, you know, thought about writing for TV and film? Like, where did it start for you writing? Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, I love reading and sort of writing a little bit, but um, both my parents are artists and I always thought I'd do that really. I thought I'd be a photographer or something like that. But and then I never went to the theatre until I was like 22 or so. I mean, you know, I've never taken to theatre. My parents would show me old films when I was young. I think that had lots of old sort of kitchen sink dramas and stuff from like the 50s, 60s. And they're all from plays and from books. And I think that definitely sort of seeped in there anyway and then later I always wanted to do yeah I always wanted to make films really so I went to art school and I tried to make films which were all quite bad and then I started reading plays just they had lots of plays in the library at St Martin's Arts College I just ate them up really really liked them yeah and I just started reading them all the time I always liked a bit of writing but yeah yeah and do you have any inspirations when you're thinking about your writing like what is your writing style like And can you say that you can compare it to another writer or is it very unique to how you write? No, it's definitely, it's quite strange. You know, I really like Dennis Potter and Carol Churchill and the slightly absurd, modern absurdist, I'd say. And Washburn as well is great. It's kind of, yeah, slightly weird, you know, kind of stuff. So, you know, again, I hope it's, I hope it's not just copying them. Uh, But yeah, so, but definitely I, yeah, I think, I guess I think of those people as, but again, like Marina Carr, like I like all sorts of playwrights, but definitely always slightly, yeah, heightened realism, I'd say definitely, but very much still hopefully a strong character and a story and everything, but like with this veil of weirdness, really. 
absolutely and i think i think you have that in rainer as well there's parts with the therapist that just like jumps in every now and again into rainer's head and just mm. it, it becomes a bit of a boggle and obviously you've got jamie platt doing your lighting design this time round at the arcola outside yeah. and what he's done with it is incredible and i'm sure that you're very pleased with how tech's gone for that show as well because i know that i guess having done the show last year in october was it all quite pulled back in quite you know just a blank canvas and then was it more developed this time around yeah definitely last time it was it was very much like it was it was just the space you know the space is made of like shipping containers that's the stage yeah. and then a wooden stage and then wooden seats it's sort of a theater you'd have in the apocalypse i think i mean it's really great as well but it's yeah. these shipping containers and everything like that so it was just bare originally and then this time it's got we've got yeah jamie platt does an amazing job with the lights so we've just got strobes around there's three entrances and we've got strobes kind of lighting it's very simple you know but it's really effective and we've got a new soundtrack which is great and those just two things have helped sort of elevate the whole thing and frame the space because we love the space because Raina is all about you know her traveling around the city delivering to people and playing these different characters and the soundtrack you get this you get the music and everything but because it's outside you hear like sirens squealing and helicopters and drunk people outside and lots of you get this sensory surround thing which is really nice so this, yeah. you get this depth you know you feel like you're kind of in right in the heart of it and london and which is great it, the space is difficult because of the sound stuff yeah for this show it's it works really it's brilliant yeah, yeah i was doing a show at the okola outside last year because we did scab in august i think it was oh yeah and, okay, and yeah. yeah and obviously at the okola outside or last year anyway I think it was kind of early in their season that we were doing that. We were doing the tech during the day and then obviously the first show at night. And there's always this point where you don't really know what your tech is going to look like, especially the lighting until the time of the actual mm. show. But yeah, it is a wonderful space, the Arcola outside. And like you say, that you have that hustle and bustle of the outside, which really works for mm. your play for Rainer. So tell me a little bit about the inspiration because obviously you've spoken about before and reading the play text as well before the show, you were inspired by the uh, delivery writers that were just on the streets at night. So were you thinking that you wanted to write a play throughout lockdown and you found this inspiration? How did the inspiration then become a play? Yeah, I think it started before the pandemic, quite shortly before. I just wanted to do like endless descriptions of London. That was the original idea. It's quite hazy now. But yeah. And I remember thinking I wanted to do it as a short film, like five minutes long. And then I thought, you know, who roams around London or cities, you know, sort of, but kind of invisible? Who's, who is this kind of invisible narrator, you know? And I yeah. thought, well, a delivery rider. So then I got the idea of that character, you know, as a sort of characterless eye really going around and like recording the city mentally. And then I was like, well, that's not enough. That's not story. That's just describing something. So then I start to think of the character a bit more. And then, yeah, pandemic hit. And, you know, the streets were just sort of empty, yeah. except for just delivery people sort of riding back and forth. Because I'd done a little bit of delivery work. I'd worked like tons of different kind of jobs mm -hmm. in my, especially in my 20s, just any sort of job really just pay bills and I did a bit of delivery work it was yeah in pandemic there was these mutual aid groups were set up as delivery riders who were kind of helping deliver stuff to people's houses and it was kind of all of that and there was that moment also when they went from sort of unskilled workers to 
essential workers and there was that yeah. moment and I remember that's it I wrote it and it was really it was a really dark play it was sort of very angry and terrified of the future and what the future will kind of hold for London and it was a kind of real dystopia of London with this delivery rider kind of in the middle of it anyway I changed all that and I made it into the characters a lot from kind of a lot of stuff I did in my 20s I guess and just yeah I like this character who's a kind of a bit of a wreck in the middle of it but she's a bit of a hero as, as well and she's kind of a scared loner or fierce loner whatever way you kind of want to see yeah it, i was yeah. gonna say like obviously because obviously i say you tried to write it before the pandemic and trying to you know find this invisible <clears throat> voice and then obviously mm-hmm. pandemic hits and obviously the play does reference parts of covid but really doesn't shy away from some of the really hard facts of mental health, you know, mental health of Rainer, especially through financial troubles and or the family troubles and all that. And how was that writing and trying to find actor or performer that could really push the boundaries of your writing? Yes. So Saoirse Kennedy, who plays Rainer, I knew she was really good because I, I think the second play I've attempted to put on, she, I, I met her through a friend of a friend or something and she played this part and she was really good. And she, it was about expats in Berlin because I moved to Berlin for a bit and I wrote this play, coming back, I wrote this play about, sort of, again, about Berlin as a city trying to capture capture that as a city and she played this sort of ex like disgruntled expat sort of hated everything but also love had a kind of fragility and romantic soul to her as well anyway and I really like and she just fitted the character so well you know and then I then like seven years late six years later or something I was just in a park in Stoke Newington hungover and then I I bumped into Sorcerer and I said oh I'm doing this play at the Arcola but yeah and just sort of floated it really yeah I just said I'm she's oh what are you up to I'm sorry I'm doing this play and then um, went away and, the, and I hadn't cast for this for the play yet, for Rainer, yeah. the last, the first iteration of it. And then I started to think of her, really. Yeah, I started to think of her in the, in the character and I started to write it around her because I had only written like 20 minutes of it anyway. So I started actually to imagine it with her in it before kind of telling her I'd done that. But then she emailed me and said it was very nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it was a lucky thing, really. I'm not yeah. sure if I would ever, uh, I might have just totally, because we haven't seen each other in quite a lot of like, years, really. We yeah, yeah. Touch a bit. But she was great for it, and I thought she'd be really good, but I didn't I didn't imagine how good. I thought, oh, she's definitely would suit this character really well. After seeing it all, um, yeah, she was just sort of, sort of perfect, really. Yeah, I was, um, when I saw the play, I was incredibly engaged by her performance. I think the way yeah. that she moves emotion and moves character, you know, with a one-person show, you're most likely going to get someone who needs to multi-role some characters in some way, shape or form. But her posture and her physicality and emotional capacity and her voice and her vocal was incredible. And she really is an incredibly engaging performer. So that's what I took away from watching the play. And then also these really hard-hitting themes that are done quite nicely. They do hit you but then, you know, give you a bit of time to breathe. What do you hope audiences take away from this production? Yeah, I think you start to worry. I think before the pandemic, you know, you get society just across the board becoming more and more insular and sort of fragmented and self-centred and self-absorbed, you know. And then you get that into a city like London, which is so frantic and chaotic and problematic that you're just kind of out for yourself. But I think there's also a really nice sort of feeling here as well. I think if you were to drop on the street, collapse or dead, I don't know, people would sort of stop and help. There's a weird thing, and you don't get that in other I think there is a kind of kindness there as well, but it was also a roughness. And then you had the pandemic, and things became even more insular, you know, and cut off. 
And I would like people to take from this play that, you know, to appreciate sort of miniature stories and, and little events of the everyday and, and characters and, and people that you just ignore, kind of especially delivery work, because they are kind of just this invisible class in a way. And to sort of look around and appreciate the city and appreciate the people and all these sort of, you know, millions of stories that, you know, that really, yeah, I, I get that. I suppose. And for listeners out there who might be listening and want to get into writing, maybe writing mm. one person plays, for example, what yeah. advice would you have for them? Good question. Because, you know, I'd never actually written a one person show. I'd always done sort of more traditional plays, like yeah. in terms of stage and stuff. I think I only thought of this because the thing, great thing about what a one person show is, you know, having 40 plus characters, even if it's actors multi rolling. It's yeah. really expensive. And, you know, the problem with theatre is it's always on its knees. It's very hard to put on. It's really expensive. And I'm really interested in film, you know. So what you get often is these very boring two-handers all the time. Debate plays. You get two people in a room debating something for about two hours. And yeah. I hate that kind of play. And I think theatre can do so much more than that. But the great thing about one-person shows is you can have all these characters and you can be descriptive and you can show the inner mind and everything. So I think for young writers, I'd say do as many workshops as you can. I wouldn't be intimidated by studying at university or anything like that. I think it's very much a thing. I have a lot of personal attachment with Raina because she just writes obsessively between sort of any job she can get. And I really did that, you know, and yeah. I trained myself. And it's kind of partly the only way you can do it. And I think for young writers, it's basically just try and fail and fail again, again and again. Each time get a bit better and better. Yeah, and find what medium works for you. You know, I really like the one person show. But I liked it, especially for this, because you could do stuff with the whole idea of delivery, you know, and the different characters. And I was like, well, that's one person show is great for that. Yeah. But one person show can also be very boring. So it was a kind of marriage of the two. I'll definitely do one again. It's about changing the form, being interesting with the form, I think, which I hope, you know, Raina does. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you, Matt, so much for coming on to talk about Raina. Yeah. And to talk about your career as a writer and your progression and the advice that you have for younger writers. I've got one final question for you though, Matt, and it is the title of this podcast, and that is the mm. stagey place. And what I like to know about my guests is where their stagey place is, because it doesn't always have to be a theater. It could be just mm. maybe the place that inspires them the most as a childhood or gave them inspiration to be in this industry. For you, Max, whereabouts is your stagey place? That's a, yeah, really good. Can it be a collection of places that are linked together? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think there's a string of theatres that are really in. I mean, to be honest, I'm only talking about London because I really do only know the London theatres. So sorry for being London centric here. In terms of London, which I, I know, there's a sort of string of theatres I really, really love. Arcola is definitely one of them. And I think it's these theatres that are doing, putting on the really bold new like work. And I feel very at home here. And I think there's a side of the theatre world that is really, I don't like, and very boring, I think, and just looks to the past. But I think there's a string of theatres that are really looking forward, you know, making really modern modern plays. And I'd say, yeah, yeah like the, the, the Yard Theatre, the, the Gate Theatre, the Arcola, the Southwark Young Vic, you know, I think it, Don Mar as well. I think there's this really brilliant stuff. And uh, that's my sort of comfortable place, I guess, in the in the stagey place i'd say yeah yeah no that's brilliant yeah well thank you max so much for coming on to the podcast yeah. once again i'm really looking forward to hearing what people have to say about this episode and again thank you so much for writing a piece of theater that is just so incredibly gauging and having Sorsha just absolutely trailblazing the whole production she really is fantastic and you've got an amazing oh, you've got an amazing technical team as well on Raina. can i just quickly say as well we're doing workshops for writers for young yep. writers every saturday at the arcola theater 
if people well, want to join up we're doing on the theme of london and whatever that you know take it or whatever yeah. you know it's on the arcola site and young writers want to sign up to that yeah we're doing that so brilliant well max once again thank you so much for coming on to the podcast great cheers thank you so much for having me thank you and there we go that was my interview with max wilkinson writer of rainer currently being performed at the arcola outside in london i would love to thank max once again for coming on to be interviewed by me it was really exciting to actually talk about the production after seeing the show recently so that was really nice and if you're interested in the show and would like to book tickets in this final week of its production you could do so by visiting arcolatheatre.com So that's all for me this week. So until next time, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.